You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guests of today. Now, uh, we're talking about the process of giving birth and how to prepare yourself uh, for this life-changing event because it can be quite anxiety-inducing. It can be you can feel less relaxed about it. So it's completely normal to have some of these feelings. And hopefully our two wonderful guests in the next 20 minutes will be able to give you ways and methods uh, to calm your mind and also your body and to prepare yourself for this life-changing event. I'd like to welcome to the program Lindsay Parfit, who is a pre- and postnatal mindful birthing certified yoga instructor, as well as a calm birth school instructor, along with Christine Deshaman, a master hypnotherapist, and also the founder of Renewed Edge Hypnotherapy Center. Welcome back on the program to both of you. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. We are on Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. And uh, yes, we are on, so that's good because in the past we've had some problems with Facebook. But today we are alive and kicking, which is great. And so feel free to join our conversation there uh, this afternoon and feel free to chip in your comments and your thoughts uh, about this. So maybe, Lindsay, I'll I'll start with you first. Uh, I know you work with a lot of women, a lot of expectant mothers, and everybody wants a sort of smooth sailing, calm birth, so to speak. What are some of their feelings? And when they come to you, uh, what sorts of things uh, get them a bit anxious? I mean, if we're talking just pre-pandemic, people are just often typically afraid of the unknown. They don't know how the birth process is going to go. And oftentimes there's a certain expectation of what they'd like. And there's usually a fear, and that fear is often surrounding pain, the experience of pain, and not knowing what they're going to be able to access to help that pain. And so the fears also vary depending on whether you're giving birth in Hong Kong specifically, in a public system or a private system. There's different things that you can control. But often when I boil it down, it's the unknown. But then we have the pandemic on top of that now. And the the other fear that's coming through is not having your partner or any birth partner with you. So it's birthing alone as well has been something that's obviously been coming up a lot at the moment. Absolutely, because uh, during uh, d- due to the COVID-19 restrictions, uh, many expectant mothers aren't able to bring the father or their, a birth partner of their choice uh, to public hospitals. I think the option is still there if you choose the private route, although, you know, that's yes, another that's right. added of anxiety, added level of anxiety with costs and, and, and whatnot. Uh, Christine, you also work with a lot of expectant mothers um, as well. I mean, what sorts of um, what sorts of feelings uh, do they express or do they tell you as well? Do they share with you when they come to you for hypnotherapy? Sorry, I couldn't catch the first part of the question. I lost you in the middle. Ah, no worries, Christine. I was just also uh, oh. extending that question uh, that I asked Lindsay as well. Um, what sorts of feelings or what sorts of emotions do women, expectant mothers, come to you and tell you they feel? Got it. Thank you. So nowadays, women hold an unprecedented fear of uh, giving birth. And that this programming, and I'm using this word, you know, really... Uh, because I think it's the best word to describe that women have been programmed to believe that it has to be difficult and it's done through different ways. You have TV shows showing you horrendous scenes of women screaming. Uh, it doesn't sell to show a very calm birth. You have, uh, you know, family members or friends telling their stories, uh, horror stories about calm birth. The truth is many women have pretty, you know, gentle births, but they feel guilty about talking about it. 
So what women do basically is they actually come to a birth program to dehypnotize themselves and remove, let go of all those fears that are going to create tension and that are going to interfere with the birthing process. Absolutely. It's so funny you mentioned, yes, many people have a relatively, so to speak, uneventful birth. And that's what they put in the in the yes. certificate um, at Queen Mary, where I gave birth. I remember being handed a certificate saying spontaneous, uneventful birth. And I thought, hmm, that's a that's an <laughs> odd way to describe it. I thought it was rather eventful, to be honest, <laughs> probably one of the biggest <laughs> events. But it is it is true. It is how, how medically it's, it's sort of described. Um, we're talking a little bit about hypnobirthing. For some of our listeners who don't know what it is, uh, and I know, Christine, we've talked about hypnotherapy before. What exactly is hypnobirthing and how would you explain it to some of our listeners? So hypnobirthing is a unique method of relaxed natural childbirth, which is enhanced by self-hypnosis and guided visualization techniques. So the, the one thing here which is very distinctive and so distinctive that they put the word hypno in the, the you know, the the name of the method, uh, which had made the headlines. I mean, you have the Duchess of Cambridge who has used it for the birth of her first two or three children. I don't remember exactly the name. So in that method, we actually help parents or actually partners, we're more inclusive, um, bring about that calmer and more gentle birth. And that happens through six pillars. You have education, you have affirmations, uh, visualization, um, deep relaxation, self-hypnosis, and I think there's one more, uh, and education, of course, I think I mentioned it. So that's done through this. Yeah. Lindsay, we, we've previously had you on the show to talk about uh, Calm Birth Method. You, you're, a, you're a certified Calm Birth instructor. Is, that, is there a sort of link between hypnobirthing and, and calm, birth, calm Birth Method? It's, it's just a different um, name for, for oh. hypnobirthing. It's just a different type of hypnobirthing. I guess what sets the calm birth method apart from other schools of hypnobirthing is that we try to prepare women for all different birth possibilities because um, there's not always a possibility for a natural birth for some, and some will go into it hoping to achieve that, but they might not necessarily be able to. So we also I also work with women all the way up from they are hoping for a natural birth to their having an elective cesarean. And even then, all of these techniques are applicable. So exactly what Christine's saying, things like education, super, super duper important, relaxation, all of those things we can do, and it helps people to be calm for all possibilities. So that's a little bit of the, the calm birth method and why I particularly was drawn to, to, to doing that method. Yeah. What is the process of for both calm birth and also hypnotherapy? I mean, it, it's, it takes practice, basically. It's, it's, as Christine said, it's sort of reprogramming you to, to get away from the stereotypical um, horror scenes that we're exposed to. It's about that reprogramming uh, of, of how the birth should look like, visualization. Let's talk through some of the process. Um, Lindsay, maybe you can start first. So usually I would work with, it depends on if you're a first-time mom or you're coming in as a second time. I also work with experienced moms, as I like to call them, who have already given birth. But if you're a first-time mom, we do uh, two sessions uh, where we basically go through all the self-hypnosis techniques, the guided relaxation, the breathing techniques. But I also explain the science behind hypnobirthing in terms of what it's physically doing on a, on a physical level to the body in terms of your birth hormones and how we can help keep ourselves as calm as possible to amplify the good hormones that we need in the body to help with the birth process. And of course, we talk about 
positions and things like that. And then in the second half, once we kind of get that into place and people are able to practice that, I want you practicing it basically every single day from the moment we meet until the baby has arrived. And once you're starting to put those things in practice, we also go ahead and try and give you some information surrounding potentials that could happen. So what are the stages of, of labor, for example? When would you go to the hospital? What options would you have if you're at the hospital? And I take them through all options. So if you want to opt for pain relief, then these are what the options look like, and these are the benefits, and these are the risks, for example. But here's what you could do if you wanted to try to avoid that. So we basically cover all the grounds based on, it's very personal, based on the clients as well, what they're hoping to achieve. But ultimately, I'm trying to keep them to be able to stay as calm and comfortable and part of the process as possible. Because often we find that women who feel like birth has happened to them have more negative outcomes in terms of postnatal depression and feelings afterwards. But if we're able to feel part of the process, even if it wasn't our ideal birth scenario, it tends to have a better outcome for, for both women and their partners. Yeah, and also maybe this one's for you, for, for you, Christine. Just to clarify, hypnosis is, you know, you're still very much in control. It's not like you're detached, floating up from the body and looking down. Into, so you're still going to be very much part of the, well, you're going to definitely feel all the, all the yes, being a part absolutely. of the birthing. Sorry, yes, you're part of the birth. You can talk to people. You're just in that state of focused awareness. And it has a lot of benefits because you tune out of all the, you know, the sounds of the medical devices around you, which convey a sense of danger. So it's not conducive to, you know, helping the mother relax, for instance. So you tune out all those distractions, which are pretty bothersome, I would say, and you tune in yourself. You know, you really uh, focus on what your body is doing and you really send that, you know, there are some changes. You learn to breathe depending on the phase you're in. So, of course, you are very much part of the process. It's not what, uh, you know, you've seen in movies, for instance. Yeah, well, that's, I think everybody should be taking this because we'd all love to tune out some <laughs> of the negative voices, not just, not just medical uh, d devices I mean how I guess how many sessions does it take for it to be effective because it is about that reprogramming about re-education you don't just suddenly become calm after a few sessions I mean how long does it take to practice it Christine I mean typically I know you don't like to talk about typically. sessions but a, a ballpark around well the program has been designed this way you have five sessions five a series of five confidence building sessions which are spread at least a week apart. We, I mean, we don't want to do it too fast because there's a lot of practice in between. Every day you should practice listening to the music, the affirmation, practicing the breath, doing the exercise with your partner. Um, you know, when we talk about fears, it's only about the mother, it's also about the partner. So there is a whole process after those five weeks if you have practiced regularly, this is a life skill. And later on, if I have a chance to give stories, uh, I'd like to illustrate how this is a life skill you should keep for the rest of your life and how useful it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's excellent that you also brought up partners as well, because it's not just, I mean, giving birth, you know, falls on the woman, but it's also the support from their partners as well. Uh, do yes. men uh, some, or do partners uh, sometimes uh, come for, for sort of hip? Uh, hypnobirthing therapy session or to, to get uh, tips and techniques? Everything is designed for the two partners. So for me, it's I really want to have the two people there. It's not just one person going and delivering a baby in hospital. It's about celebrating the arrival of a new, you know, new being in the family. 
Hemobirthing is much more than a series of techniques, it's a philosophy. And so by having the partner be part of that and help out in different ways, um, that is pretty powerful. In terms of fear, you know, we don't mention that too, too often. And maybe we'll touch upon the subject of postpartum depression, maybe at the very end, and how hemobirthing or other methods can be useful. But when you do prepare the two partners, you really get to a stage where they feel they have more control over their birth, regardless of what happened. If they have a C-section, that can happen, but at least they keep a good memory and they feel that they had, they asked the right questions and they did the right thing. Yeah, Lindsay, um, what about that point that this should be a very much, uh, par both partners should be going through this process of, of visualization yes. and hypnotherapy? Absolutely, I always encourage partners to come and actually, even if they, the partners think they might not want to do it, they always end up being super enthusiastic and have a great time and love learning about it. But I know that right now as well, people are saying, well, if my partner can't be at the hospital with me, what's the point in them, them coming? And actually, there are a lot of things that you can do. First of all, it's just nice to have that, that support. And also for the other person to know, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm preparing for so that you have that support. Um, but I also get my couples to practice together, like Christine said. I always say, I hope this is something you use forever and not just for now and that you keep coming back to. It can be beneficial um, in your personal life, with work, with your children. I teach my daughter breathing techniques and she's only two and she sort of understands, oh, we take a big deep breath in and things like that. So it's, it's for all the time. And if your partner can't come with you to the hospital, there are still a lot of things that we can do together in preparation and things that they can pass on for you to bring with you. Um, but definitely you still want them to be involved and it's a really lovely thing to do together. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it is really, I guess, I don't want to use the word traumatic. I guess it, it, it goes against some of the expectations of what some people have of having a birthing partner and, and for some women who are giving birth in the public system they can't have that option which is again I think that a lot of people sort of say that it goes against their whole mental health as well and can also lead to further traumas yeah. down the line which is a topic I need to revisit another time on, on, on the 123 show uh, but the truth is you know you've got two people sitting at a restaurant why can't you have two people sort of there giving birth it's just it's really it mad and sense. actually there's a petition there's a petition going on right now now. So if you go to my Instagram, ComBirthHK, and go into the links, you can sign the petition that's up right now to try and get that to be changed. So that's been something. And a lot of people are writing into the hospital authority as well to see if we can try to reverse this because it is really, really just so important that women have the fundamental right to have a partner of choice with them in the birthing suite. But especially since we can be together in households and restaurants, why can't we be together in the birth in the birthing room? Absolutely. Um, let's turn to some stories uh, as well. I mean, I know Christine just now you mentioned you know you you had some stories to share. I'm sure you've you've both worked with a lot of expectant mothers. How do you think hyp hypnosis has sort of changed the way their expectation of giving birth to then the process and to their feedback afterwards? Uh, Christine, maybe I'll start off with you first. Well, I think for me one of the biggest um, what I mean, takeaway is um, this hypnosis allowed people basically to accept that it's not a linear process. It has a pace of its own. Things happen uh, with a schedule which is not the schedule from nine to five, for instance. It might take longer, it might take, uh, you know, I mean, very fast. Um, and so you accept those things. You accept that, you know, you might have a C-section because there's a complication. And the case I had in mind is a, is a hypnobirthing uh, client of mine who did um, really well. She was practicing a lot. 
And on the day she gave birth, unfortunately she had, had, she had to have a C-section. It was her first child. But she said to me, you know, even with that, you know, that happened, but I was still fine. I still keep really good memory of that event. I still felt, in, you know, much in control. And so this experience has been positive for me. And, you know, when you think about postpartum depression, one of the risk factors is when the birth doesn't go as planned and it becomes, you know, tra traumatic. And so by doing that preparation, they helped at least, you know, knock off that risk factor and be able to, uh, you know, give, uh, keep a better memory of it. So that's, for me, one of the biggest takeaways, be able to accept that it's not going to be as you planned, not at all. Absolutely. Yeah, well said. And a lot of times people have such a, a, a negative connotation with cesarean births. And actually, it, it can be uh, it can be sort of very dangerous for the mother as well. So I often salute mums who have a cesarean because it's a major operation um, as well. And, and we need to sort of step away from that. Oh, if you have a natural birth, that's good. A cesarean is not good. Uh, because the truth is, the best way is to just get the baby healthily delivered. I think that's the, the main aim of any delivery. Um, Lindsay, what about for you? Um, any sort of uh, uplifting stories that you can share with hypnobirthing? I mean, so many. And actually, you said cesarean. I mean, I had a couple send me a video of the birth of their baby via cesarean, and it was absolutely stunning. I was honored to like get that video. And that's what we prepared for. So they had messaged me and said, we're going to be having a cesarean for medical purposes, and can you help us? And I said, absolutely. And it can be a beautiful, special moment. You can personalize that. There's ways to personalize that. And, you know, I've also had, um, you know, uh, one of my clients had a very complicated birthing story, but she said she felt so much more powerful and in control and positive about it than her first birth story because of the work she did through this. So, so there's many, many different stories where you hear that, but you can also have the opposite. Uh, some people, you know, say that they have a beautiful, like we talked about earlier at the conversation, they have a beautiful birth experience and they don't often share that with anyone but me because they feel like they can, they can come back and say to me, it was amazing. It was, no one know, understands, was, but you guys, because you've coached them. <laughs> guilty, it's guilty mentioning it, it, which is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You never hear someone going, oh, my God, it was amazing. I wanted to tell you. And, you know, there's a guilt and there's a shame around that just as much as there yeah. is, you know, the other way. So that's such an interesting point. I, I never thought of that. But, uh, yeah, there, there is. A, why is that? Where does that guilt come from? And why should there be a guilt? You know, you, you want things to go smoothly. Why is that? It's, it's the same thing that Christine was saying at the beginning, and it's the same thing we talk about with Combirth, is what we're fed in the media, with television, from our friends. People like to talk about, you know, negative stories. It's just like a restaurant review. You don't shout from the rooftops it was the best meal, but you, if you had a complaint, you tell everybody about it, right? It's kind of like that um, for some reasons. Nobody goes around t sharing, and there's a guilt and a shame, but I'd, I'd, like it, I'd like for it to shift so we can welcome all births because there's a lot of different types of, of ways to give birth. Yeah, well, finally, let's talk about certain techniques. I know we don't have, you know, a lot of time left uh, for, for this segment, but sort of uh, do you have some sort of uh, techniques for relaxation? And it's not just um, for expectant mothers. I suppose that these are transferable techniques for, for a lot of situations um, for, for relaxations and, and ways to calm ourselves through our breathing. Uh, Lindsay, maybe I'll start with you first. Uh, what's uh, one tip that you can share with our listeners, especially for expectant I mean, mothers? It's got to be the breath. 
and I'm sure Christine will probably agree with me, or well, maybe not. I'm interested to hear what she says. But for me, the breath is my favorite, favorite thing because if you can learn some good breath techniques, even if you could just remember one, if you forgot all the others and you just remembered one breathing technique, then you can take that with you no matter what happens in your birth story. So even those who do have an emergency cesarean, for example, still tell me, I used my breath to calm my body. And that has really good, you know, you're slowing down the nervous system essentially. So the biggest quick tip I can give you is try to make your exhale longer and softer and slower than your inhale. And just by doing that, just by simply doing a nice slow exhale, that's one quick tip for calming the body down a little bit. That's, yes, that's an excellent tip. That's exactly what the midwife from Queen Mary said. She said, imagine you're blowing out a birthday candle. And she just kept saying, you know, blow it out. So it was like, yeah. So I've got a mask. I don't know if our listeners can hear me. Um, something like that. Okay, so breath, uh, breathing is most important for you, Lindsay. And what about for you, uh, Christine? What, what's one technique you can give our listeners? Yeah, breath is a good one. Let me give you another one, So, which will be, um, I think, as effective if you practice it quite a bit. Um, pay attention to one sense, just one sense. Maybe the touch, for instance. Could be two fingers next to each other or the tip of the tongue and really pay attention to all the sensation in that very small space and that saturates the senses so you can't basically go and think about those crazy thoughts about being afraid or whatever if you do that on a regular basis that's a kind of self-hypnosis you focus on one thing um so in, in a particular sense you know you focus on the sense of touch when you breathe, you focus on the sense of, it's actually many things, sense of touch and at the same time the, the, the sound of the breath, the temperature. So it has a lot of senses into it. That's why I think people like to go to it all the time. And that's very useful. That's one you know you could do as well. Yes, well, and you well, can do that without people knowing about it. You're just sitting at your desk in the <laughs> office, and something really annoys you. You're really getting, and when I say that, I mean it's not about only fear; it's about even anger. Something is really getting on your nerves, and so instead of uh, doing something which is going to be uh, badly, uh, you know, not acceptable, why don't you just sit there and then focus just on focus one on sense, or the tip of your tongue, and that's it. Excellent. Well, well said. Thank you so much, Christine Deschaman and also Lindsay Parfit. Remind our listeners once again, maybe Christine, where we can find out more about you and your work. Have you got a website and a Facebook page that people can go to, Christine? Sure, sure. My website is renewed-edge.com and you can find all the details about what I do, including hypnobirthing, hypnotherapy sessions and my self-hypnosis app, upnow.com which is also available on another website, upnow.com. Excellent. And Lindsay, what about for you? How can people find out more about you and your work? My website is calmhongkong.com and my Instagram is calm eight, uh, calmbirthhk, so you can find me there. Excellent. Well, thank you so much uh, to both of you uh, for your time this afternoon. We've been speaking to Lindsay Parfit, who is a calm birth instructor, along with Christine Deschaman, who is a master hypnotherapist. Thank you very much indeed for both your time and take care and Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Bye-bye.